Hello everyone, welcome to episode 13 of series 7 of KW Radio, I'm your host David Lovell and I've had to record this fucking thing from the bunker uh, here at KW House, uh, long story short, our PC uh, finally shat the bed, I think it may be due an early retirement but we'll find that out I guess in due course. Uh, now I know this is going to be quite novel but we're going to talk about KW. Uh yep, novel concept I know. But we're going to talk about KAW, specifically Stick It Up Your Valentine's 10, which took place uh, last Saturday at uh, St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Um, quite the show, no question about it. But also, we've got uh, some very interesting stuff that uh, happened, uh, not just at Stick It Up Your Valentine's, but also we had a KAW Executive Committee he- meeting Uh uh, at today, basically, uh, as I record this very late doors on Friday, the 1st of March, 2019. Um, like I said, just trying to uh, get my ducks in order here. Because for duck's sake, I can't deal with this fucking PC anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's been uh, quite the week. Let's just say that. And that's... Uh, Let's uh, kick the uh, the show off with um, taking a look at Sticking Up Your Valentine's 10. And we opened up proceedings with Super Skull defeating Irish Assassin 1 in uh, 634 with a Skull Duggery. The former undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion, Super Skull, back on uh, winning ways. He uh, has been dealing with injuries recently, but he's back in the saddle, hopefully, with any luck. Uh, Irish Assassin won. Um, same token. He's been struggling for form as well, but he's hoping to get back into the hunt for that international championship. They are held only recently, come to think of it. Um, I won did hold the championship uh, quite uh, recently in time. Um, people tend to forget that, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so, Super Skull... Gaining some momentum on the road to April Dawes 11 on the 6th of April, um, where we've got a lot in store. Uh, the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship was on the line in three theatres of warfare as Blaze, the champion, defended the title in uh, three theatres of warfare, like I said. Uh, first theatre was against uh, KW Hall of Famer and the very first international champion, the Dark Soul. Dark Soul was defeated in 9 minutes 58 seconds. Blaze retains the championship. Um, Dark Soul hoping to uh, regain the title that uh, he created, basically, out of the ashes of the old Cruiserweight Championship. At last, it was not to be for the international icon. Blaze moves on to theatre number two. Now, there's uh, an interesting story that sort of... Uh, oversh- that not overshadows, but is centrepiece to the World Tag Team Championship dispute that we had at, uh, st- uh, <coughs> at uh, Stick It Up Your Valentine's. Um, we didn't know who one of the teams was until 10 minutes before the bell even rang for this bout. So it's very, very cool that we had this matchup in the ring in the first place because um, let's set the stage. Gotham Vice, the World Tag Team Champions going into KAW10, oh, excuse me, going in, in out of KAW10. They won the titles from Blaze, representing B&B, in a handicap match on, night, on day two of the uh, of KAW10. Gotham Vice going into our 11th year as champions. 
uh, we thought that it was going to be all sunshine and rainbows for the tag team division, which had been struggling um, because Essex Strongstar were the champions going into the into KW10, and then B&B won the titles, kept the titles for a day. It uh, wasn't exactly uh, it was there was some controversy in regards to that as well, but. Then um, Joker suffered the recurrence of the knee injury that took him out of action for over a year. Psycho Yank got injured shortly after. And by Christmas, the World Tag Team titles were then vacated. So we had uh, vacant World Tag Team Championships uh, by Christmas. Then the big issue was who was going to be in the dispute for the titles. Lobbying on the part of Liam Stevens a KW executive committee member and also the, lead, the manager of the administration um, saw the administration put in almost by default. Essex Strongstyle, of course, were the former champions. They hadn't had their rematch. Uh, and they were put into the mix as well. Um, but then Essex Strongstyle suffered a bit of an injury crisis. Xavier James was unable to wrestle at Stick It Up Your Valentines, although he did second party time, Pete, in the main event matchup. We'll talk about later on. Uh, Horse Meets are still recovering from a recurrence of a shoulder injury he had suffered uh, back in late 2017. Uh, he'd uh, suffered a small recurrence of that. It wasn't a major recurrence, thankfully. Uh, so Horsemeat was still on the shelf as a result of that. As a matter of fact, Horsemeat came back from it a little bit earlier than anticipated at the Sauté of the Classic Finale and lost in quick fashion to Blaze in an international title match. So you get the idea. Probably a bad idea for Horsemeat to come back at that point in time. Now, we had one more team to uh, put into the mix. And it was a new team. A new team that, uh, in kick-ass wrestling, I don't think it's ever teamed up before. And it was Jimmy Suzuki and Kawaii Kid, better known as the Inter-Japan Violence Factory. Um, now, the IJVF um, teamed a couple of times in Japan. Um, they're called the IJVF, the Inter-Japan Violence Factory, because they're from uh, they're Inter-Japan, as it were. They're on different parts of the island, uh, the, the, main, the big island of Japan. I always forget what it is, because my geography was shit. Um... You have uh, Kawaii Kid, who comes from Sendai, which is on the East Coast. And you have Suzuki, who was originally, of course, from the UK and moved to Osaka, which is, I believe, in the southwest corner of Japan. So, they entered the dispute, uh, much to my amazement, because they were, they were dead keen to uh, get involved and fair play to them. Um, but then 10 minutes before uh, the match began, we got a call from Roro Shidoku, our timekeeper. Um, not a call, I should say. I got a message. And uh, Roro informed me of a team that she had been... Uh, that she, 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 she basically suggested this team because she had been she had reached out to one half of the team uh, that hadn't been seen in a while. And 10 minutes later... When the match went into the ring, out the curtain came the former multi-time kick-ass wrestling world tag team champions, Japanese Pop. That's right, the Japanese Pop. Rogue, seemingly breaking the ranks of the administration, 
teaming up with Dakao Toitomi for the first time since, I think, No Love Lost in March 2013, when the two of them wrestled Team Danger to a 20-minute time limit draw. I believe that may have been for the titles. I can't remember off the top of my head if it had. I, can't, I haven't been able to pull up those results at this point in time. But that, is a, that, that to say the very least, was a huge news story. Um, because Dakel hadn't been seen in underground wrestling since June of 2013. Uh, I believe that's when he had his last match. Uh, and like I said, to say the very least, this was huge. Um, the very fact that someone who we hadn't seen... Like I said, I can't emphasise how important that point is. Dakel had not been seen in underground wrestling for six years. It was quite impressive. Um, and he showed some sparks of magic. Don't get me wrong, when you've been out of the ring for six years, you're going to show ring rust, and he sure did. Um, but he and Rogue showed some of the magic that uh, they had shown, which got them to, you know, five reigns as kick-ass wrestling world tag team champions, for fuck's sakes. Um, and uh, Dakiel took the fall. He was pinned by Jimmy Suzuki in 5.35 after a DDT. I mean, the Inter-Japan Violence Factory are the new kick-ass wrestling world tag team champions. Congratulations to them, by the way. Uh, because both of them, despite being uh, located in Japan for quite some time in recent years, both relocated back to the... Well, Jimmy relocated back to the UK. And Kawhi Kid... Um, Originally on a 12-month extension, uh, uh, not extension, excursion from Pro Wrestling Shinjuku, actually resigned from there and opted to join Kick-Ass Wrestling full-time. Uh, so, Kawhi Kid has decided to leave his life in Japan behind and basically domicile in the UK, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. So, uh... Fair play. Fair play to the pair of them. They've put in some work. They've moved, moved back to the UK. They're showing their intentions here, quite frankly, that they are serious about kick-ass wrestling. No question about it. So fair play to both Jimmy and Kawhi Kid. Second theatre of warfare for the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championships or Selfie Dick's intro interrupted by Blaze. Um, much to Dick's chagrin. However, Blaze... Kept Dick on the back foot and scored the pin in a shade under 10 minutes to retain the championship. And then Tyson Snow, apropos of nothing, absolutely nowhere, just blasts Blaze in the skull with a knee and demands that his uh, theatre of warfare begins right there. And then uh, I believe it was referee Matt Quigley who uh, prompted for the bout to begin. And Snow... Demolished Blaze, beaten in just 61 seconds to win the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. However, Blaze and Snow both got into a fistfight after the bout. Uh, Blaze threatened legal action against Snow. Um, Snow threatened to uh, to kill Blaze. Uh, Snow also called out Mark West, uh, which is worth noting as well. Uh, Snow seemingly just wants to get all this bad blood out. Um, of course, it was West who, back at the 6th anniversary show, um, 
broke Tyson Snow's ankle. So maybe Snow's still bitter about that. We don't know exactly what the case is. But uh, uh, what I've got to mention as well is uh, we had a KW Executive Committee meeting uh, very recently. As a matter of fact, we only had it yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We only had it earlier today, uh, March 1st. Uh, the reason why we had it on, you know, March, well, today, generally we'll try and have a committee meeting on the first of the month. Um, uh, but generally we'll try and do it on the first Friday of the month. And so we had this uh, committee meeting and uh, one of the topics was concerning Blaze, Snow and the International Championship. Now, here's where I am going to probably be, probably not exactly, I'm not exactly going to be popular with some people, but I think the majority of the committee agreed. That's something to bear in mind. Uh, so what the uh, committee's findings were, were, well, they found Blaze and Snow both guilty of uh, several, let's just say, not felonies, misdemeanors. Uh, they basically, basically the committee, with the exception of Liam Stevens, by the way, Stevens uh, had to be talked out of uh, the legal action against Snow, by the way. Um, but this po probably did influence the, uh, trying to think of what I was going to say. Oh, there we go. Yeah. They, they, the, the, uh, the committee were probably influenced somewhat by, uh, by the, uh, by Liam Stevens somewhat. So cutting to the chase, um, Tyson Snow has been stripped of the international championship as of March 1st, 2019. Now, Liam wanted the title to go back to Blaze, but Blaze is no longer the champion either. As a matter of fact, the title has been held up because um, on April 6th at the 11th annual April Duels, we're going to have a good old-fashioned gauntlet match for the vacant Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. Um, now, Tyson Snow and Blaze are both going to be involved in the gauntlet. Um, but, uh, to say the least, I was somewhat reticent to do so. Reticent to put them, put them in this... Uh, in this gauntlet because obviously of their dickish behaviour but suffice to say Snow's title reign only lasting a week there uh, we did come to a compromise on that he has until the 1st of April to give over the title he's currently in the United States at the moment so whenever he gives the title up is when the title will be deemed vacant so for lack of a better expression, the time's in abeyance until Snow hands it over. 
and then come April 6th, we're going to have a dispute for the title in the form of a gauntlet match. We, we've had gauntlet matches in the past, and they have been absolutely fucking ace, quite frankly. Um, so, that is the, um, the compromise, I suppose, that the KW Executive Committee have had to come up with in the last, uh, well, let's see, coming up to midnight now on the 1st of March. Um, they had the committee meeting at about uh, 7pm. So, there we go. Uh, and then your main event was no disqualification, submissions or knockouts count only for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. It's Dio Hicks defended against Party Time Pete, who had Xavier James in his corner. And we had Dakao Toitomi in the um, neutral corner as the special guest referee. Um, Pete began with a John Woo in the first seconds of the contest. So you knew that Pete was ready for this opportunity to become the undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. He defeated D.L. Hicks just three weeks after making his debut in kick-ass wrestling back in 2012 to become the kick-ass wrestling world heavyweight champion. He was desperate for, for lightning to strike twice here and to capture the yellow belt for the very first time. Xavier James liberally got involved. If Hicks uh, attacked him, James would gladly retaliate. Um, both men, referring to the champion and the challenger, ended up outside the church hall even, to the point where they even brawled on Johnson Street, which was absolutely batshit mental. And as a promoter, it shit me up a little bit because, um, you know, Cable Street is right there. It's a major thoroughfare in East London. Uh, you have two major bus routes going down it. You have a it's a residential area as well. It, shit could have happened, quite frankly, and I didn't really want to uh, deal with the consequences. If I'm honest with you, so fortunately, cooler heads prevailed, and both men ended up back in the hall. Um, the bout continued on, and then the turning point literally came when the referee attacked James and Pete. Well, transpired that we didn't. Have Dakiao as the referee. We had his evil sibling, Nene Sao Sensation, disguised as him as the referee. And it was deja vu from a matchup that took place back at You're Not the Law 2011 between DL Hicks, apropos something, and Wiz Kid Luke. It was a title versus title matchup for the World and British Heavyweight titles. Um, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, and to say the very least. Nene, the, the Nene switched. There was some evil twin magic. Let's just say that happened. I think that's how it went down. I, again, I don't have the results for You're Not The Law 2011. I do remember it took place on that show though. So that was something to note as well uh, so it almost became a tag team match with James getting involved now to try and counteract the interference not only of the, the attacks not only of Hicks but of the referee however Pete was uh, knocked down after a DDT off a ringside sofa onto the floor Hicks then uh, insisted that the referee skip a few on the count and a 10 count later that became basically a 4 count Saw Hicks retain the title via knockout in 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Controversial matchup, no question about it. But Nene was the law. 
and therefore counted Pete down. Ref's call, it generally is law. So Hicks retains the yellow belt, much to the chagrin of the entire KAW universe. Um, I mean, there is actually a another sense of deja vu here, as uh, Nene did this before. Two weeks before April Duels 2, Kick-Ass Wrestling's only house show held in Enfield took place. And the main event was D.L. Hicks challenging Chaos for the World Heavyweight Championship at the time. And during a uh, particular move that Hicks executed on Chaos, Nene, in order to get his rival Chaos up to his feet quickly, as Chaos seemed almost uh, reticent to stand up uh, in a timely fashion, basically he said, one, two, skip a few, nine... And then Chaos rose before the 10. The two of those, uh, Hicks and Chaos, went to a 30-minute time limit draw. Nene was the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title at the time. And if he touched Chaos or Hicks, then his title shot would be revoked. Well, Nene got a measure of revenge on Chaos in overtime because Chaos insisted on five more minutes without the title on the line. Nene then helped Hicks win in overtime. So again, lightning striking twice, several years apart. Pete and Xavier did attack Nene and Hicks so after this match at Valentine's 10, or Valentine's, um, but it didn't change the fact that Hicks retained the title. And Nene was then offered a good word by Hicks to Liam Stevens and the administration. Now whether the seat of kick-ass wrestling accepts is another story. Um, again, we didn't know that Nene was going to be in the building. He was kept so much under wraps. It was only when he switched, uh, for lack of an expression, identity from disguised as, as Dachau to Nene, we only found that out right there and then. Incre- incredible. Right, so let's set the table. April Dawes 11, April 6th, it's going to be mental. The main event is D.O. Hicks. Defending the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship against the winner of the Saul Taylor Classic, Mark West. Uh, it's going to be fun, that, in that these two are really going to beat the fucking shit out of each other. West is desperate to regain the title. The Stoner King, I think, in my opinion, could do it. But the question is, will the administration help or hinder? Uh, because they have vowed... Um, not necessarily to take out Mark West, because if West wins, he takes the title from the administration. But they want to take out Tyson Snow as well. It's going to be very interesting to see what the dynamic regards to the administration and the, t- and the two, uh, re- two wrestlers that do have that blood feud they need to settle in Tyson Snow and Mark West. It'll be very interesting to see how that all pans out. Now, obviously, we've got April Duel's uh, main event set. Also, we've got that gauntlet matchup for the vacant international championship. Like I said, Tyson Snow has um, until the 1st of April to give over the title. Um, Otherwise, he will be suspended. I might as well mention. I did not mention the fact that he would be suspended for 60 days if he did not turn over the title by April 1st. (coughs) Right. That's something to know. Um, 
One thing before I actually wrap this up, um, worth noting, is that, did you see on Tuesday, uh, I think it was on Tuesday, right? I watched this on Wednesday. Uh, but on Tuesday, uh, a certain executive committee member turned up on the one show regarding Mr. Liam Stevens. And Stevens was part of a uh, group of wrestling fans uh, who were there. I recognised some familiar faces and I was quite chuffed to see all of those guys. Um, fair play to all of them. And uh, Liam, I think maybe the first person from Barking to appear on the BBC, not on Crime Watch. So fair fucks to Liam as well for that, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well done to Liam, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He he escaped uh, the barking mid-card, as it were. <laughs> the lower card of barking, you could argue. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not a case of uh, start from the bottom, now you're here, in barking. It's more a case of start from the bottom. Where the fuck's the top? Oh <laughs> uh, no! But uh, all fairness, bless Liam. He he he's done well um, to get uh, where he is today, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on. That's I think about it. As a matter of fact, uh, if my uh, memory serves me correctly, um, <clears throat> uh. Upcoming shows, of course, we've only got the one so far in the can. April 6th, uh, April 11th on April 6th, uh, we told you about the, uh, uh, what should we call it, the two matches now signed. There's going to be a lot to uh, go down in that uh, on that show, WrestleMania weekend as well. Uh, let's go to the plugs quickly before we sign off. KW uh, can be found at kickasswrestling.co.uk. Our new uh, KW website can be found there. Facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling UK on Facebook. On Twitter, twitter.com slash KW underscore underground. I'm at KW Commissioner. Um, Liam is at Stevens KW and our champion is at Prick. DL Hicks KW. Instagram, we're doing more of the KW retro stuff. We have done in the last couple of weeks. So check that out on Instagram.com slash UK. Our shop zone is uh, powered by Zazzle.co.uk. You can find offers of the day almost daily there. Go to tinyurlcom slash KWSchwag. Um, for the home of KW Radio, go to tinyurlcom slash KW Radio. Uh, for classic kick-ass wrestling radio episodes, go uh, and subscribe to our feed which is, at the moment, Series 1 through 6. When Series 7 wraps up, we're going to put Series 7 episodes in that feed, and then Series 8 will uh, actually be on this feed. So, at the moment, it's classic KW Radio, but it will become the Universal KW Radio Series uh, radio feed uh, going forward from Series 8. So, that is at tinyurl.com slash feed. And our 2018 YouTube playlist of shows, uh, which is up to the final stop, can be found at tinyurl.com slash 2018kwshows. That's tinyurl.com slash 2018kwshows. Right, we've uh, gone past the half, nearly past a half hour. That's all the time we've got here. Um, 
I'll be honest with you, like I mentioned a while ago, I was just trying my best to just get this over and, not necessarily over and done with, but you get the idea. I just wanted to uh, sort this all out, make sure that uh, we could, uh, you know, you know how it is. Just get get it all, get it all in the can, as it were. It's been, like I said, it's been a trying, it, it, it's been a trying uh, few weeks, you could argue. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, the gist of it, I think. Um, like I said, go to all those websites and... You know, support kick-ass wrestling, because, uh, fuck, I need to eat, um, and stuff. So, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That. So, uh, uh, until next time, I've got 60 seconds left, I just realised, so, uh, uh, yeah, um, so April Dawn 6 is going to be mental. British style, we're looking at late May, early June for uh, the 11th British style tournament. And then dates up to our 11th anniversary will probably follow in due course. I think that's it. And I've lost my uh, buttons for uh, playing jingles and stuff. So just imagine that uh, the end part of No Remorse by Metallica is playing. There you go. Uh, no show closer this week, but uh, hopefully we'll have a show closer next week uh, for episode 14 of Simply 7 of KAW Radio. I have been David Lovell. We've been recording this at the lovely KAW house in Stepney, and hopefully our tech problems can be sorted by more than just turning stuff off and turning it back on again. <laughs> Talk to you next